May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture reading this morning is from John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give this to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. And thank you all for being a part of our young folks' lives in both passive and active ways. Um, I can tell you now, as someone who's actively parenting a a four-year-old who's ping-ponging from person to person within this building constantly, that the presence of your lives, your interest, your willingness to at times both guide and or redirect our young ones is a wonderful gift. And in some ways, that is in part of what we will be speaking about here today in this brief meditation on Pentecost that is being put in dialogue with Baccalaureate Sunday. Now, I grew up as a child of the Presbyterian Church, and what folks sometimes describe as a cradle Presbyterian. I've always been a part of the Presbyterian Church, and growing up, at least in the Presbyterian Church that I was a part of, I knew two things when it came to Pentecost. Pentecost was all about speaking in tongues, and Presbyterians don't speak in tongues. Now, I say that in part in jest because Pentecost is about much more than this speaking of tongues story, and the presence of God's Spirit in speaking of in tongues, I believe, is actually a part of our life together. We just don't always quite have the right words or images or experience that come to mind when we hear this story. At least that was my experience growing up. My youth director, who was probably the biggest influence in my life of faith, often told me that, you know, we just don't quite know what to do with this story as Presbyterians. There's a lot of kind of wild imagery that we're not used to, and, you know, I don't want to put down anyone else's faith, but we mostly just try to love God and serve our neighbors here. And so for the longest time, that is what I grew up with when it came to Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. Gosh, we're doing our best. We scratch our head about this this passage, but we try to be humble and listen for what God may be teaching us. Now, it may be helpful to note that my Presbyterian church growing up, it was fairly traditional, fairly intellectual. I would describe it as a thinking faith, a thinking church that is trying to serve God's world. We talked a lot about God's love. We talked a lot about Jesus' teaching. But we didn't often explicitly talk about the Holy Spirit or how the Holy Spirit may be moving and working amongst us. Trinitarianly speaking, if I may make up a word, we spent a lot of time on one and two, and not a lot of time on that third corner of the Trinity. Now, heading off to seminary, encountering encountering others of different faith traditions in which the Spirit of God was a much more actively named and expressed thing, 
I remember growing up suddenly thinking, wow, were we missing out on one-third of the, the whole Godhead experience here? What was going on? Eventually, I also started to study our Presbyterian tradition a whole lot more and recognize that actually, when it comes to the Presbyterian church and to our polity, that is our mode of governance, we put a lot of stock in the Holy Spirit. It just maybe doesn't quite look like what is often depicted and descriptive in general um, Holy Spirit culture in the life of the U.S. That brings me to today's Pentecost story set alongside this scripture from John that we heard read. My peace I leave with you, my peace I give with you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled, do not be afraid. Growing up, I remember being a little uncomfortable with this Pentecost story, in part because I knew my youth director was uncomfortable with this story. This image of violent winds and tongues of fire coming down, people speaking different language, it was very different than our traditional, I would say very comfortable, very community-based, and in our case, very white, homogenous church experience. We were more interested in carefully controlled ideas, gently practiced, than we were in being surprised or even pushed. And in many ways, in many other passages of the Bible, the Holy Spirit is often that creative spirit that is leaping out ahead of us, calling us forth to the next big, beautiful thrust of God's love and justice and peace. So there is room for surprise. And yet, there is also room for community, and dare I even say for Presbyterians as well. I know not everyone here identifies as Presbyterians uh, and yet are a part of this church. But when it comes to the Presbyterian church, one of our unique commitments is the concept that the Spirit of God is best discerned in the context of community. The coming Spirit of God is not an individualized gift. It is a communal gift. And we hear in the traditional Pentecost story that the church is gathered together in prayer, trying to find their way forward in a difficult time. I'm going to repeat that. I'm going to invite us to see ourselves in this story. The church gathered together amidst a difficult time, trying to discern the way forward that sounds like us, if that sounds like the world, I invite us to lean into that and to recognize that the early church here, that is exactly where they were. Jesus had came, had lived as God amongst them. He lived, he taught, he preached, he died. And he promised that the Spirit of God and his Spirit of peace would dwell amongst them. And yet they also did not know the way forward under Roman occupation in a swift-changing world at a time in which their great 
leader and teacher was not with them in the same way. Friends, we gather here every week, often asking ourselves in thought, in word, in deed, in prayers, what are we going to do? The state of our world, the hurt of our world, the state of the pandemic, the state of warfare, the state of the institutional church, which is changing and struggling and often declining, what are we to do? In many ways, those were the questions that the early church was asking and wrestling with together. And it is in that context of questioning and wrestling that the Spirit of God descends amongst them and empowers them to speak in tongues. Now, we didn't have the full passage today, but what's interesting about that speaking in tongues concept is that the story goes on to say that each person is granted the gifts of tongues to speak such that the other people in their lives could hear and understand even though they may come from different backgrounds or languages or contexts. If you grew up like I do with the image of speaking in tongues being something that is undiscernible, understandable, something that is wild, not grounded in communal context, that's actually not what goes on in the story. The Spirit of God descends within the life of community amidst their questioning and grants them words to speak that others may hear and understand. It's my belief that as a church and as a Presbyterian church, We strive to do that every week, and dare I say, every day of our lives. We strive to put the words of our faith into practice in ways that we would understand ourselves, that our neighbors may understand as well. At times, that may look like putting our gospel into practice with juice boxes and snacks and outdoor play, in Bible stories that are acted out through charades. The early church, who did not have juice boxes and Sunday school programs, may look at what's happening outdoors right now and say, what on earth are they doing? This is the Spirit of God being witnessed and practiced in developmental ways that our young folks may understand. Also out there are a number of students who have been active both in this church and in their communities advocating for the gospel of God's love and justice, peace, and liberation in many different ways. These last few years, our community has been accompanying some of these high school and now college leaders as they take part in the Minnetonka Coalition for Equitable Education, MCEE. If you were at our adult ed lecture this morning, You heard it mentioned a few times. We have students who are advocating for equity, inclusion, for liberation, for understanding, for compassion. Words, gospel words, faith words, I would dare say, that they have learned and practiced here, that they are now taking with them to teach, 
to preach, to share in their lives and places of influence, to witness to the gospel, at least is what I would say and believe, whether or not they choose to use those words themselves. And interestingly, they have multiple times along the way here come back to us to teach us in turn. The Spirit of God moves ahead of us and grants us the language to help others understand. It comes to us in the midst of our wrestling, our questions, our discernment, and equips us each in our different cultures and contexts. And on this day in which we celebrate our graduate, it comes to each of us in our different ages and stages such that our young folks are speaking and inspiring amongst us, teaching us older folks and us in-between folks, even as we strive to, sheep, to teach and shape them as well. Speaking of tongues is about equipping us to preach the gospel in ways that translate to the world around us. Second and final point I want to mention in this brief-ish meditation. Our scripture mentioned Jesus' promising of his peace. Now this passage was chosen by Nora and our faith formation leaders to be a blessing for our graduates. And while I knew that I'd be offering a meditation this day, I, didn't knew that, I did not know that they'd be choosing this passage. I probably would have chosen the Pentecost passage myself, but it's been really enjoyable as a preacher to be thinking about the Pentecost story alongside this passage from John. Because what we find here, I think, is a helpful reminder on this day, which is that Jesus promised to bequest two things to his disciples. He promised that the Spirit of God would come among them and be their advocate and guide. We just talked about that. Jesus also promised that he would leave his peace with the community. And it would be a peace not as the world gives, but something else that would dwell with them and sustain them through those hard times. In other words, the Spirit of God is promised right alongside the peace of Christ. They are a package deal. They might even be one and the same. And so, while yes, we have these images of violent rushing winds and tongues of fire coming down to the building, a bit shock and awe for for me growing up at least, while yes, we have the image of the Spirit of God hovering over the waters of creation in Genesis, we also have the promise of the Spirit of God coming alongside the peace of God. And it reminds me that yes, flames can be wild and big and unpredictable, but they can also be gentle and warming. They can be a light in the dark of night. You know, some of the moments that I will always treasure growing up in the church were late night bonfires with youth groups 
and singing Silent Night by Candlelight in sanctuaries like this, where we get to see the light of God, the promised Prince of Peace, passed from person to person, spreading like the Spirit spreads in the life of community, such that each of us are holding a candle of hope in our weary world. Friends, that, I argue, is as much a symbol of Pentecost as those dancing flames in this story. That gentle candle that we carry forth when we leave this space. Whether it's us leaving this space this day for this week, or whether it's us leaving this space to head out to the next chapter of our lives. You all have helped to bless and shape and guide these young folks. They are each navigating where life will take them and where God will take them. But I pray that they, as each of you as well, may know that the Spirit of God and the peace of God goes with you. So that wherever we are heading, whatever challenges lay ahead, we may find words that speak to those challenges, but also the promise of a peace, of a love, of a comfort, of a gentle flame that will not die, that will be there to meet us and guide us through these troubled times. That is what we are about every Sunday of the year, whether it's Pentecost or not. And so, may the Spirit of God find and rest upon you this day, equipping you with tongues to speak to these times. And with that Spirit of God, may there also be the peace of Christ. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.